Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Here we are with another episode of Leading from Alignment with John Opelewski, and today we're going to be talking about, I, I think this is, kind of concludes a four-week series, but this one, you know, they've all been great. But if you don't get this one right, uh, you're not going to have the courage to do the other ones. So mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about uh, refueling emotionally. And John, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Jim, good to be here. I was always with you. Yeah, looking forward to this one because I think again, use the word practical in in the, the last episode, and I I love that. I love that we're, today we're going to hear practical ways right. to keep my my soul, my emotions healthy and strong because if i'm not healthy and strong i can't lead anyone else to the health and strength that's just i I can't lead them where i haven't been i can't give them what i don't have so start us out what do you want us to know um we've been talking about this barner report jim quite a bit you know over the last several podcasts and uh the uh this barner report that came out in 2017 discovered that 37 percent of lead pastors in the united states are at medium to high risk of burnout um and, and i uh, we're Jim. We're just seeing a wave yeah. of exhausted leaders knocking on our door at Converge Coaching, yeah. um, uh, and that concerns us, you know, for a lot of reasons. But one of the major reasons it's concerning to us is 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 because it's so much easier to do something stupid <laughs> when you're tired. When you're tired, yeah. And um, so I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to talk about how do we how do we prevent that? You know, how do we get in front of that? Um, Jesus said this in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, And I think sometimes as a leader, we don't always agree with that. You know, like, man, are you kidding me, Jesus? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't feel easy. This does not feel (laughs) easy. Doesn't feel light. And doesn't feel light. And um, I wonder what you think about this one, Jim, I wonder if sometimes it doesn't feel light because, yeah, there's some things about ministry that aren't light for sure, but I wonder if sometimes we take on things we're never intended to take on. Yes. And that's why it feels heavy. Yeah. What do you think about that? I I think that in this day and age with multi-site, multi-service, multi-staff as as the normative, quote-unquote, successful church has these things. Right. Um, we, we're, we're far more likely to be destroyed by the good things that are opportunities mm. than the bad things that are uh, our adversaries nowadays, yeah. especially if you reach a certain place where you don't have to interact with real people on a day-to-day basis. You're interacting right. with a staff that interacts with a staff that interacts with you know, people uh, on a day-to-day basis that, that the further we are removed from the people we're actually ministering to, the more likely we are to, uh, to be isolated, hmm. to be insulated, to feel alone and, and overwhelmed by opportunity. Right. I, I experienced burnout, n- not when the church was a hundred people. I experienced burnout when we had multiple services and right. multiple campuses and multiple multiples. It just, it was never ending. And eventually your success almost feels like it's become a prison cell mm. from which you can't escape. You can't give it to anybody because it would fail. Mm. You, you can't walk away because it would collapse in your absence because you built it wrong. And now you've got a tiger by the tail. You can't hold on much longer. But if you let go, you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. scene. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's it's a terrible place to be. So it sounds like you, what I hear you saying is success really can uh, get us to a place where the yoke feels anything yes. but easy yes. or light and, and becomes well, a real uh, draining 
yeah. thing on our I think I put quotation marks around the word success, too, though. Mm. I, that'd be a hard thing to define. Cause yeah, that's a good point. Our, our seating capacity has probably never been larger, but our sending capacity per capita probably has never been smaller. Mm. So we're, we're leading an army of immature people often, maybe mm-hmm. more often than 50 years ago, I would say. Yeah. Um, so people that know very little uh, of Christ that have greater needs, deeper issues. Um, yeah, I, I, and now we've got more of them in one place where they're harder to disciple because you can hide bad worshipers in good worship music. Mm. You, you can hide bad behavior in large groups of shiny things. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm, this is not to say that the current dynamic is bad. It just has its dangerous spots. Yeah, it has its weaknesses point. as well. Yep. So bigger is not necessarily healthier uh, or better, but right. it, it, it's just bigger. That's yep. all. And it can be healthier. It can be better, but not necessarily. Yeah, that's, that's good. So, so Jim, I, I think where I'd like to start today, if, if we could, is just some baselines yeah. about refueling emotionally, because it's such a, I don't know, I don't know that this is something we've heard a ton about uh, in leadership and in, yeah. in, in our training. Uh, there's really three things th- that are just foundational to this whole thing. First one, and you mentioned this already, you can't yeah. give what you don't have. Yeah. So if you have no fuel in the emotional tank, it's going to be very difficult to keep running the race God's called you to run. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to show compassion for people. Yes. You know, not because you're a bad person. It's just because there's nothing in the tank. There's nothing yeah. uh, to run on. So you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. It's just baseline. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Yeah. Um, you are an emotional being. Just get over it. You're, you know, you're... <laughs> You're an emotional being. Uh, yeah. I've I've heard some well-meaning Christians say, you know, if you pray and read your Bible every day, um, you don't have to pay attention to your emotions. Wow. And so I say back to them, so if I pray and read my Bible every day, I can eat whatever I want and be a couch potato with no negative effects on my body. Right. Is that what you're telling me? Right, right. And and, it doesn't and, work for your body. It doesn't work for your soul. Right. I said, yes. you can pray in the Spirit. You can pray 24 hours a day, and yeah. you won't get fit. If you don't watch what you eat and you yeah. get to the gym, yeah. it's the same with our emotions. Yeah, true. We are an emotional being, and and we have a body, we have a spirit, that part of us that connects to God, and yeah. we have a, a soul, our emotions, our, our thought processes. Um, and that's important to understand. That's yeah. just baseline when it comes to this subject. It is. It's when you say baseline, but... but I- Again, how many teachings have we heard on this on a regular basis? It's I, we, how to grow the church, how to implement this, how to multiply that, but hey, how to stay healthy so that it actually is fruit that lasts right. and produces more health, not more unhealth. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't hear it enough. We don't hear it enough. Yeah. So let me give you another baseline, if yeah. that's all right. And this one has a little three uh, subsets to it, okay? okay. if that's yeah. all right. So here's the third baseline. We have to learn how to pay attention to three key emotional indicators. Okay. And these indicators, Jim, they're super practical, um, and they tell us how much fuel we have in our emotional tanks. Yeah. Now, I had this idea one, a while ago. Wouldn't it be great if we could invent an emotional Fitbit? <laughs> yes. Like we just put it on our and we put it on our wrist, and it tells us, hey, you're getting low on yeah. emotional fuel. Are mood rings real? Because those would be great. Uh, I have no idea. Function, I don't know great. if they're scientific or not, but <laughs> we would be billionaires if we could actually yes. invent that, Jim. Uh, but until somebody does invent it, yeah, we have that rely on some other indicators. Yeah, okay. So let me let me give you three real quick. Here's the first one, your pace. Yep. Your schedule. If, if I looked at your calendar, 
that would give me insight into your emotional fuel level. Yeah. The less white space you have in your calendar over a stretch of time, I can almost I can almost predict with a high degree of accuracy the amount of fuel you're going to have in your tank yeah. in that stretch of time. Right, because it, it's a budget, right? You can look at my checkbook and see where my money's going. Right. And you can see the same thing. You're about to run out of money. You have plenty of money, but come from looking at a budget and a checkbook. You can look at someone's calendar and, and draw the same conclusions. Absolutely. Um, and And... Most leaders operate in the realms of extremes when it comes to this first indicator, this pace yeah. indicator. They either work 100 hours a week or they work five. <laughs> uh, I couldn't do either one. Yeah. You know, one would be so overwhelming, one would right. be so boring. Yeah. I was talking with somebody at a, at a wedding just this weekend, Yeah. Uh, high-capacity leader, in the, uh, actually in the business world. And he says, John, I work 70 to 80 hours a week. Hmm. And I said, well, how long has that been going on for her? And he said, for years. Hmm. Uh, and he's a, a dear man. Hmm. I, I really like this guy a lot. And I said to him, not only can I not work that way, I won't yeah. work yeah. that way. Yeah. Because I know where that leads me. Right. I, I know where that's going to take me. So if you're listening and you lean toward the workaholic side of the equation, I'm not saying swing to the other side of laziness. Right. right? right. That's, right. that's not what we're saying here. If, if you're lazy, you know, knock that off yeah. and start producing. Right. If you're a workaholic, knock that off and, and stop trying to do what God's called you to do in your own strength. Yeah, good. Um, laziness and workaholism are unhealthy evil twins. Right. <laughs> and health somewhere in the middle. So indicator number one, your pace. Yes. What's, what's indicator number two? Your people. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. friendships. Yeah. Ecclesiastes 4.9 Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. Leadership in any capacity has the ability to isolate you, and uh, yeah. and isolation is good, but only in very small doses. Yeah, extended isolation leads us into emotional trouble. Right. And so, if you want a full emotional tank as a leader, block off time in your calendar to spend with healthy, replenishing people. Yeah. Now so, say that again. Healthy, replenishing people. Give us. What, what makes a person healthy and replenishing? Well, they're safe. Okay. You can trust them. I can trust them. Yeah. I know that my words are safe with them. Right. Um, they're fun. Right. They make I, you laugh. I, I, yeah. I need yeah. I need fun people in my life. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of a serious guy. Yeah. And, and so the Lord's put very funny people in my life yeah. that make me laugh, and I, I, I need them. So I need people who will allow me to be human. Right. Uh, to not have to put on an, on an image that I can just tell them what's going on in my life. And I know they care about me. Yeah. I know they'll tell me the truth. Yeah. And tell me, hey, John, you're, you're just thinking terrible about that. You, you know, right. let's correct that. Does the shirt make me look fat? No, Jim, uh, it's not the shirt. It's the fat. Right. You need, you need, <laughs> right? you need people like that in your life. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah. When I, when I talk about replenishing people and, and treating those times with those people like appointments. Yeah. With the same degree of seriousness that I would a counseling appointment or a coaching appointment. Yeah. So I have clients call me and say, John, can you meet at 930 on Tuesday with, and uh, and if I have an appointment with a friend for coffee, say, no, I have an appointment. Yeah. Right. They don't need to know that it's with a friend. They don't need to know that. Yeah. Because that appointment is just as important to me as the appointment with them. It is. And yeah. uh, and so we reschedule uh, on another day with, with a client. Uh, but that's what yeah. I mean. As I just spent a week uh, in tropical heat working mm-hmm. in concrete on a mission trip with a group of guys. 
physically exhausting every yeah. single day. But going through that experience together, some of them were, were friends, some of them were strangers, but we all came back brothers. And, and one of the first things we said in a group text to each other is, I miss you. Isn't that crazy? After a week of being together, yeah. coming back to our families, coming back to our jobs, our, our normal lives, we really miss that first cup of coffee as a group, as the roosters are crowing and the dogs are barking. Like, we need that. I, yeah. One of the things I really got out of that was I need I need a larger group of closer friends that are available to me to enjoy. Because yep. I really, my soul came back in much better shape than my body did. <laughs> yeah. and, and leadership will not allow that to happen uh, automatically. Yeah. To, you have to be totally intentional about this second indicator. Yeah. So that's two. You yeah. said there were three. Yeah. Let me give you this third one. And, and this third one has a couple of pieces to it. And that is your plan. So your pace, your people. And the third thing is your plan. And by that, I mean your emotional maintenance plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I have a, a maintenance plan for my car. Right. <laughs> I rotate the tires, change the oil. Yeah. Very few of us have a plan to maintain our emotions. Yep. Um, so let me give you a four. Can I give you a four real quick emotional Please. maintenance items, Jim? Yeah. Uh, here's the first one, laughter. Uh, Proverbs 17, 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Mm-hmm. And and it's a, it's amazing how much better I feel after a belly laugh. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's chemical. Yeah, uh, it uh, my brain releases feel-good chemicals when I, I laugh. So I thank God for the funny people yeah. he's put in my life Yeah. because I need them so desperately to, to thrive. Yeah. As you said, after an extraordinarily stressful moment, uh, used to be a police officer, used to be a soldier. Yeah. After an extraordinary, like, life-threatening moment, when it's all over with, the guys look at each other and they just start laughing. Yeah. And no one can explain. Nothing's funny. It's just a release. It's just your body saying, whew, I can't yep. believe we survived that. And it's and it's a deep, heartfelt belly laugh when it's all over with. And, yes. And you high-five each other. And you don't even know what you're celebrating. Right. But that's just your body taking a deep breath. So some of our leaders listening to us or, or people uh, who maybe aren't even leading just need to have some fun. Good, yeah. clean fun, right? Yeah. yeah. But to interject some fun and levity into your life, it's a huge Absolutely. way to refuel emotionally. Here's a here's the second item under a, a good emotional maintenance plan, and that's exercise. Yeah. You know, exercise helps us burn off nervous energy. Mm-hmm. It reduces stress. Some Some researchers think it it may even help us create new brain cells. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I always, I mean, you know, I'm always open for that. I yeah. want, I want more of those. <laughs> After the sixties, we need all the help we can get. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the third item, Jim, and that's boredom. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a plan here. Yeah. And refueling emotionally occasionally requires you to inject a little bit of boring into your life. Leaders are usually running pretty fast and they, they just need a little bit of boring. In their life. So let me give you some boring ideas. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, plant some flowers. Boring. It's just totally boring. Boring, right? yeah. It's just digging dirt and throwing stuff in dirt. It's yeah. just boring. Yeah. Uh, playing 18 holes of golf. Yeah. I like to golf, but it's boring. I mean, there's, yeah. there's nothing really exciting I, about it. I like golf because then that 18th hole, if you get it through the windmill into the clown's mouth, you get a free ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, taking a walk on a beach, going to an art museum, it's just boring stuff, yeah. you know. But <laughs> we see <laughs> Wow. We all need a little bit of boring yeah. in our life. Yeah. And then let me give you a fourth item in the uh, in the plan and that's sleep. Yeah. Jim, we did an entire pod uh, episode 13 actually yeah. on the power of sleep. It yeah. gives your sleep gives your brain space to repair itself. Um and and the right amount of sleep, usually about 7 to nine hours a night for an adult is a leader's cheat code. Yeah. 
So, so those are the four pieces of a great emotional maintenance plan. It's so practical, right? Yeah. Laugh, exercise, a little bit of boring, make sure you're getting sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, and Mark, we were talking about how, uh, uh, chapter six, it talks about how after an exhausting season, Jesus tells the disciples, come away. It's, it's time to get some yep. rest. Like he prioritized rest. Yes. Yeah. What, what do you like? Like we're, these, these last four podcasts have really been dealing with, uh, I think almost like an anti-cancer, anti-depression, mm-hmm. anti-burnout. You got I mean, it. All of these things are the foundational elements that keep us healthy and sane. That's right. Right. So uh, sum up the last four pods, just because if they didn't listen to them, like give us, give us in, in four bites, the, the meal that's taken us a month to eat. Okay. So first one is to love yourself, treat yourself with respect, kindness, grace say the things to yourself that god says about you right now uh tell your anger where to go yeah uh, to assertiveness and to forgiveness yeah protect yourself from abuse yeah learn how to protect yourself from people who want to hurt you and then what we talked about today refueling emotionally jim this isn't a foolproof way to prevent anxiety and and depression but it will greatly reduce the chance that those two absolutely evils will afflict you. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not. It's, it's a Kevlar vest, right? It doesn't you prevent it. you from getting shot. It just prevents the the bullet from doing so much damage, or, or makes you uh, really a little bit more bold in combat too. I think mm-hmm. if I know that I'm healthy, I'll go after things. That's right. In a way that I just will refuse to if I know I'm not healthy. You got it. Yeah, right on, John. Thanks so much. It, I, let, let's say this: I'm listening to this today, and I know somebody, or it's myself. I I've I've blown these. And I'm in trouble. What do I? What do I do next? I'm, I am depressed. Yeah. What, what do I do next? Uh, I, I would encourage you to go to your doctor. Yeah. Uh, get to a counselor. Yeah. Find a mentor, a mentor or a coach. Yeah. And uh, put some good, healthy people into your life. I mean, those would be the first three or four things that come immediately to my mind. Can we call you? Absolutely. As somebody that's been through this, would that's you just right. talk to people? And we're not saying be our counselor, be our. But can we call you and say, John, I think I'm here. What do you think I should do next? Absolutely. Yeah. The best way to do that, Jim, is to go to convergecoach.com and hit the contact us button yeah. and leave us uh, your uh, name and email and we'll uh, we'll start a conversation together. Love it. John, thank you. Thank you for being a pastor's pastor. Thank oh, you for being a friend. Thank you for your wisdom. And, and we look forward to talking again soon on Leading from Alignment.